Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode from the Bookkeeper's Voice. Today, my name is Angie, and I'm going to be joining, being, being joined with Maya, and we make up part of the Savvy team. Want to say hi? Hey, yeah, we make up a, a big part of this. A big part of the Savvy team, yeah. We're no, just a part. Yeah, yeah, we make up a big part and we absolutely love creating all the content for you guys and um, just helping you make your businesses exactly what you've always dreamed of. So mm-hmm. today we're going to be talking about follow-up still. So over the last little while, we've been talking about how you can create... Um, how you can use your website to actually automate it to make the sales process easier for you and overall communication easier for you. And then we went into sales follow-ups, why they're important. Last week, we discussed how you actually can create them. This week, I actually want to pick Maya's brain on how you can actually set up the follow-ups with automations. So this one is going to be a jam-packed episode, I'm pretty sure, of a lot of tech talk. So get ready for it, guys. Uh, We will always do it as usual in ways that normal people who aren't Maya will understand. Um, (laughs) um, Mainly because she knows I don't understand the tech talk, so she doesn't usually do it, Um, which is great. But... Um, I thought we could first kind of have a chat and really break down what automation is, because I know a lot of people don't actually know, they know the word, but they don't actually know what automation is and what it can actually do for your business. So do you want to have a little breakdown for us, Maya, on what automation actually is? Yep. Um, So automation is basically getting some software to do something for you so you don't have to do it yourself so it happens automatically love it that is such a good way of saying it so that everyone understands um, yeah and and to make it more appealing as well yes if you just say it happens automatically it's like oh cool it happens automatically but it right. happens automatically so you don't have to do it yourself it yes. minimizes your workload. That's the point of automation. Yes. And it makes you focus. A lot of automation that you can get done is specifically through like admin tasks in, spe- in certain sales workflows as well, because there's a lot of admin tasks that we do as bookkeepers. You do it every single day or every single week. And it's just consistent. So having the automation, it's something that you don't have to do yourself. It can just automatically happen and save you a heap of time, which is great. So before we get into like really, really crazy things, um, could you go too crazy? Just like awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Awesome things. 
could you kind of do a bit of a definition for us for two words I'm pretty sure we're going to say quite a bit during this episode. Um, that is automation triggers and autoresponders. Ah, yeah, okay. I thought not that what I was expecting you to ask. Oh, well then. <laughs> <laughs> so an automation trigger is, oh, the description is kind of in the name. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh, what begins the automation. So the automation is set up like it might have a number of steps. Um, but the trigger is what causes it to begin. Something has to happen that sets off like a domino effect of, of this automatic process that you've set up. Um, so, and there's so many things that can be the trigger. The, the trigger can be that someone purchased something off your website or they filled out a form or they, you added them to a list in your, in your contacts or yeah, there's so many things that's that's not even the trigger can be a date yes happens. you're right oh i always forget about that one yes yeah, there's so so many things that can trigger but yeah basically you when you set up the automation you choose the trigger it's the first thing that you do when you set up the automation awesome that's what i was hoping for you to say so the triggers are like the first thing that needs to be done because it does everything else it tells the software to do everything else, which is awesome. Um, next, what are autoresponders? Not so much autoresponders as everyone thinks about in your email, if you're away and you set an autoresponder to say you're away from the office. What are some autoresponders that can be directly related to automation? Um, so you mean like, Let's say someone purchased something on a website hmm. or anything yeah. like that. So say your trigger is that they purchased something on a website. One of the first steps in your automation would be sending an email. And that yes. it's, it's a similar concept to what you said before about the autoresponders from your Gmail or whatever yeah, you're, you go on holidays. You're on leave, yeah. Um, but you can customize it. You can have a different one for every automation and for every trigger. So if they do this, then they get this automatic email. And if they do this, then they get this automatic email and you don't have to send it. You don't have to keep on track of who's done this, who's done that. It's great. It saves us a lot of time. We both use it quite mm. a bit, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing, you know, and it doesn't have to be done in a way that it looks like an autoresponder, like you can hmm. still really, really personalize it, but it just saves you that three minutes of writing it. And, you know, every three minutes adds up. And they get it straight away. Yes, exactly. And that's nice because sometimes you don't want them to have to wait to understand what's happening. You want it to be just automatic. So um, these kind of automations, I just kind of wanted to explain that these kind of automations that we're talking about are mainly ways of streamlining your process to take out tedious and time consuming tasks that, you know, include admin data entry that are good for sales reps, managers and leaders of businesses 
aka all bookkeepers. Bookkeepers who are entrepreneurs, you guys classify for all three of those titles. You're leaders of the business, you're your own sales reps, and you're the managers. So um, basically every bookkeeper can use these tools to help you just streamline your life. <laughs> um, so just because I love the little like did you know and stats to help make a point. I created some did you know facts about automations um, that I thought would be really interesting for everyone to know to help warm up to get into the real tech chat <laughs> for later in this episode. So um, number one, did you know that triggers and autoresponder emails such as welcome emails have a much higher client click-through rate than normal run-of-the-mill emails. Now, this is something that we actually tested out with Savvy back when I started with the company. I wanted to streamline my work to make sure I could focus on you guys more. So I actually created welcome emails, a whole heap of them um, that I made Maya spend so much time setting up. Um, so much time. So much time. Um, because I wanted, I knew this stat and I wanted to test it to see if it worked for our clients. And since doing it, we have had such a better response for client relationship and actually connecting with you guys more than what we had when I was actually physically sending the emails myself. And the reason for that is because I actually sat down and really planned out what was in the emails to officially welcome you guys to Savvy so that you guys could understand what we're all about in really easy to digest emails. And it works really well. And this is why, you know, the autoresponders and triggered emails are really successful for multiple types of businesses and are actually super successful for bookkeeping businesses because I've said this multiple times, but a lot of people don't know what bookkeeping is. So if you actually include a welcome email for a new client of yours, they will be over the moon to learn a bit more about you what you do and how you can help them. It will make your relationship so much stronger with your clients and just really create that way of understanding that they can contact you and that you are here to support them. So that's my number one, did you know? Number two, did you know, is by creating follow-up emails with automated triggers, your clients will actually receive the information they want without feeling pressured to buy anything before they're ready. This one is for anyone who is interested in using your services. This is usually good for clients who have just found you either on social media or your website and they just want to learn a bit more, but they don't want you to do the hard sell because that is the worst thing when you think you need a bookkeeper, you're not sure, and you also know you can't afford it yet, but you reckon in six months you can. This is the point where you're getting feelers out to find someone who you'd be comfortable with. By having a 
lead welcome email, you can again, let them know who you are, show them different ways they connect, can connect with you on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn to get to know you a bit more. You can send them some free resources like their, your blogs or any lead magnets you've created to help them feel more comfortable with you and also let them in on who you are as a business. This is a great way for creating a possible cold lead to a hot lead who might end up going with you sooner than they expected because they're so much more comfortable with you. Like we've, we've said on numerous, numerous episodes now, the more trust you can build with someone, like it's, it's all about giving value. If they see you, like if you give them value and they're not even paying for your services, they love it. Then they're like, how much more awesome is it going to be when I actually pay for your services? Exactly. And that's, like, that's they, they've already, they already trust you. They already use your knowledge. Mm. They already know that you're a benefit to their business. And then when they're ready to pay for they the go service, for or even they might become ready earlier than, than otherwise. Yeah. And these ones are the ones that you, once you set up emails like this, they actually become your full ideal clients. And this is a, something that's been happening with Savvy. Since we've implemented these automated triggers and series, we have been able, we have been finding new clients that every single time we just are in love with the new clients we've been getting because they're exactly who we want to work with. They have already been through all of our resources, have already started to work on things and know that when they do work with us and they actually pay for what we do, they're already so invested and so excited that they are exactly who we like to work with. The same can happen with your clients. They'll be so much more excited about having you help them further their business that they would be so much more willing let's say they need to migrate to zero or they need to migrate to using from using, you know, paper receipts to putting them in receipt bank. They'll be more responsive to doing things like that because they can already see the value of working with you. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And it gets me really excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, the big tip I wanted to chat about today though, and it kind of goes right into actually setting up the automations is as a bookkeeping sales rep, which again, anyone who owns their own bookkeeping business, you guys are sales reps. You have to get that into your head. You guys are your own sales reps. You guys are selling your knowledge and your services. So technically you should be like the best sales rep because you know exactly what you know. But anyway, that's a different discussion. Um, you should never be trying to close a deal on the first call or email. We kind of discussed this last episode, but I really wanted to reiterate it because once you set up these automations, if you do it properly, you can basically close the deal without talking to them. But if you try to do it at the first email, you're going to immediately turn people off. You, unsubscribe. Yes, unsubscribe. And it's one of those things that I kind of did an analogy that I thought would be really funny for everyone. 
it's basically like asking someone to marry you on the first date. It's awkward and it's weird. And you don't know if you guys are actually going to be right together, but you've just gone and jumped in and then freaked out the other person. It's the exact same thing if you go in to win the deal on the first contact with a new client. It's freaky and it scares them and it immediately wants them to run. So it's the same concept. It's like, like we talked about, I think, was it last episode um, where most deals close on like between the 8th to the 12th contact point or something yeah like yeah you need to get your feelers around to see if you guys are right and it's just like dating like if you think and, and it's like the that. same when you go to purchase any other service as well yes. like i mean maybe if you need your toilet fixed you're just going to call the first plumber in the in the book but did i just mention a friend book you did. <laughs> <laughs> in the podcast talking about automations <laughs> Wow, but I don't know where that came from. Um, uh, get back into the 21st century. Um, yeah, so like maybe, but if you're looking for, say, a business coach or something, something you're not just going to Google and then purchase the first one that comes up online, mm-hmm. not in the phone book. Um, uh, yeah, you're going to do some research. You're going to look at their blog posts. You're going to read their about us section. You're going to see like some client testimonials. You're going to like maybe get their newsletter for a little while in your email um, before you actually decide, yes, this is the one that I want to do. Especially if you're going to be forking out a lot of money. You want to make sure that um, it's, the right, it's the right service for you. Yeah, And so you can take that experience for yourself flip it around your clients are experiencing the exact same thing and it's so, almost a bit more personal with bookkeepers because that's true yeah it's financial like, yeah it's financial information that it's a very personal thing to share your financial information especially with a lot of um small businesses because mm-hmm. a lot of financial situation is directly linked to their personal financial information so it's a whole other ball of wax with bookkeepers because you know everything even big businesses yeah so most of them really will want to get to know you Mm -hmm. first and have many touch points before they buy and that's to be honest like i know that sounds a bit tedious of having to do that but it actually creates such a beautiful relationship built on trust and actually showing that you both can work together because it shows that they are legitimately interested in doing Mm. this and that they are willing to listen to you for your expertise and it shows them that you're willing to be there to support them because you also don't necessarily want to work with people who just pick you randomly you want to work with people that you know it's a good it has to be a good match for both sides Yeah, I've been saying to a couple of our clients lately um, who have fantastic businesses and they just want to refine things a bit more. And we've been talking about, you know, your target market and the whole point of creating your own business is to make sure that you come to work every day and love what you do. If you have a client that makes you not want to come to work, you're defeating the purpose of having your own business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So these follow-ups can basically make sure that you want to work with them. Yeah, 
and that they want to work with you specifically. Exactly. So it's just a really great way. So that's like my biggest tip is don't try and sell them on the first call. That's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to build a relationship that they will immediately come to you when they are ready instead of you having to chase them and waste your time chasing people. You're too you invite them to do like a free initial consult on, exactly. on the first email. Like that's a really great thing because mm -hmm. um, it's free it's for them. So it's like very low risk. Um, and it lets you both then get on the phone and talk to each other find out a bit more about how you gel. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some clients that because of COVID and everything right now, I know a lot of people have been telling me that they usually do the initial consult in person. That's mm. fine. If you usually do it in person, that's fine. Just get a Zoom account and do the initial consult call, call in Zoom. It's still, you still get to have that face-to-face -face kind of, you know, impression. You can't shake people's hands, but again, right now you don't want to be shaking people's hands. So, <laughs> you know, you can kind of do a virtual high five or something. Um, but it's a great way of, doing that relationship base. So let's go in and actually talk about now the creation of the follow-up automation. So basically, simply put, you need to combine your automation with your CRM, Client Relationship Manager, or some kind of software that you use to keep your contacts all together and everything. So I've basically broken it down to make it easy for everyone into three easy steps. Cool. So yeah, because I like to- Because I would just ramble this. Oh, well that's, that's, yeah, I was like, so you and I could talk about this for like three hours. So I, I just broke it down into three little steps to make it easier. So what I want to talk with you first about is creating the landing page or contact form on the website. Mm -hmm. Let's have a chat about connecting those call to actions, basically like the landing page and the contact form, connecting it with your CRM or marketing software. How, cool. how do you do that? So the easiest way to do that is, so a lot of people have their websites built on WordPress mm -hmm. um, and there's tons of free, plugins for WordPress, or I think they might even have a basic one that's built into most themes um, where you can make a form through WordPress to put it on your website. But I would strongly recommend not doing that. Um, if you have a, a CRM, um, you most of them will have a way to build the contact form inside or any kind of form mm -hmm. um, inside the CRM. And then, so you would just click like create form. Um, they'll all be slightly different, but most of them will have this feature. If it doesn't have this feature, you should probably pick a different one. I was just thinking Because um, it's that. a really standard feature <laughs> of any CRM. Um, so they'll have a create form feature. You go into it you put whatever fields you want and they usually drag and drop. They're super easy to use most of the time. Um, and then when you save, when you finished, it will uh, give you an option of how you want to use the form 
and um, the one that you want is to embed it on a website. That will be one of the options. Um, and so it will give you a block of really ugly looking text. <laughs> and, and if you're comfortable doing it yourself, or if you have um, someone who manages your website for you, it seriously does not take very long. If somebody manages your website for you, they should be able to do this in five minutes. Um, you just send them this block of ugly text and they'll stick it on your website. And then yes. the form will show on your website. And a lot, of, uh, a lot of the CRMs allow you to actually style the forms as well. Sometimes it's kind of clunky and annoying. Sometimes it's really easy. It really depends on the software um, and how customized you want it to be. But uh, yeah. generally you, you can at least add your colors to it or something so it doesn't look too ugly on your website. You want it to fit in a little bit, but yeah, that's like, I guess the next step, the, like the more advanced version. Yes. But it's to set up the form itself and put it on your website. That's how easy it is. And then because you created it, I guess that's the next step. Yeah, go. Um, <laughs> so oh, the yeah, next. No. <laughs> um, let's first, before you go any further. Um, so once it's created, how do you monitor it and make sure that you know what's happening with it for tracking and how do you segment it so you make sure that you're contacting the right people and setting up the email templates that we created in the last episode to go out to them. How, how do you do that bit? Okay, so the next step, you've created your form in the CRM. Now you create your automation yes. because the trigger for your automation is someone fills out this specific form. So you can't make the automation if you haven't made the form. If you want the automation to be based on the form, the form has to come first. Yes. <laughs> so then you create uh, the automation, which is also done in your CRM. If you can make forms, you can send emails, you can make automations. It can all be done from, if, if a CRM doesn't have that, you don't want to be using that platform. You Agreed. need one that does like those, those basic things that most of them should have. Um, so you click that you want to create a new automation. Sometimes it would be called a workflow. Um, oh yeah, there's so many different terms. They're the main two though, I think yeah. automation and workflow. Series, some people call it like sequences, series. Oh, a sequence. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to figure out, like it's something that allows you to set a trigger and then send some emails and allocate leads to lists. Yes. Yeah. They're the basic functions of it. So. Um, you figure out what your, what your software calls it. Um, and uh, so you, you start one of those, create new. Um, you set your trigger to when someone fills out this form. And then, did that answer that whole step? Yes, that was great. Um, then once you do that, how do you do the segmentation of the leads? So how in your contacts can you know, like let's say you have a lead magnet that people are downloading in the form, they're signing up for the lead magnet to get it. How can you make sure that only those people are getting those emails that you've created? You don't want your whole list to get it, 
but you want just that one segmentation. How do you set that up? So because the trigger is set as people who fill out the contact form, mm -hmm. only people who fill out the contact form will be enrolled in that automation. Yes. So if you, the first thing is the trigger and it's going to be the contact form or whatever kind of form. Mm -hmm. The next thing, well, okay. So the next thing will be send an email. Yes. Um, and so the person will go to your website and fill out the form and then their details come to your CRM mm -hmm. and the CRM goes, Oh, this person, filled out this form because it's magic. It knows things like that. Um, this person filled out the form. Here are their contact details. Oh, you have this automation based on this form. So we're going to put them in there. Oh, okay. So the next thing is that they're going to be sent this email. Awesome. That's so nobody else will ever receive that email unless they filled out that form because that is the process. Yeah. It's kind of like when you think about it, um, for those of you who are in our savvy membership, you'll actually just would have seen Maya with her hand kind of tracing through things. Um, we both do it all the time. It's kind of like if you see a really big man-made waterfall that goes from like a big pond into like a little waterfall and then a oh, pond yeah. and then two waterfalls, it's kind of like it just goes down that process like the water at the bottom in the pool is never going to go over this small waterfall yes unless it like goes over the big one first yes so it kind of goes down like that so um you know just to help get get a visual of it that doesn't mean like if you already have a contact in your crm mm -hmm. and they then fill out the form they will go in through the automation. It won't create a new contact when they create, when they fill out the form. Um, and so it can be completely new contacts that come in that way, or it can be old contacts that also get sent this information. Anybody who fills out the form, but most of them have, um, uh, I mean, most people will not go back and fill out the same form a second time, but it can happen. Most, it usually happens seen, after people forget or lose whatever you're doing. Yeah, exactly. If they want the, the lead magnet again, okay. they can't, they've deleted the email or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can set it up in, at least I know in what we use for HubSpot, you can, there's an option whether you want people to be able to re-enroll Mm -hmm. in the automation or not and that's something that yeah usually i know mailchimp has it um i think benchmark has it i'm not sure about active campaigns most of them have it so it's you can't re-enroll but if people do they wouldn't be doing it unless they want to um because mm. they have to manually enroll themselves you're not doing it yeah yourself so it should be fine if they want to get it again yeah if they fill out the same form to get the same lead magnet again it's not such a big deal if they get the same email again. Yeah. And they yeah, probably so that's won't how, remember it. Anyway. That's how that happens. That's how you make sure that. Um, Love it. Yeah. That was awesome. So once, let's say once you've, they've been enrolled in that sequence, they've gone through the email sequence. Let's have a chat now about what the next step is to, let's say, getting a task 
a follow-up task for you to either call them to check to make sure that they've received the lead magnet or to follow up how it's actually going. So how would you then do that? Okay, so you can do that within the automation as well. So it's amazing. They fill, out, they fill out the contact form, they get sent to the automation, they get sent an email, and then the next thing you would put is uh, some form of notification either to yourself or one of your staff members mm -hmm. um, to follow up in whatever way you want to follow up. If you want to do a call, um, if you want to just check in with your staff member to see if they've booked in the initial consult mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, whatever yeah, whatever task you want to be notified about. Um, and it depends again, which platform you're using, but, um, so you can either have it a really common one, like it should be able to do this is send you an email or send an email to whoever, and you'll be able to put in what you want the email to say. And you'll put it as in, like, you'll be able to get the contact information mm -hmm. and, and have like a token so that it, it automatically puts in the name of the person into the email each time. So when you get the email, it just says, Yeah, with savvy, it's, um, let's this say person, first name, last name, yeah. purchase this, do this yeah follow up to see how it's gone if they have any questions yeah. or anything like that and that way it makes it really easy for me to then this is so all of this has been neither of us doing anything mm. so as soon as someone has contacted and they've gone into a um, follow-up sequence neither of us have had to do anything I only start doing something once I get the notification that they've been through the series now. Now it's time to check in to see how you're going. And this is usually like a month afterwards. To yeah, we do like maybe three emails over three weeks, depending yeah. on what it is. Yeah, if sometimes we give you more time. If it's a they ask a specific question, it will yes. probably be more direct right contact away. a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. But um, if it's a purchase of a, or like a download of a lead magnet, then usually they'll get about three emails mm -hmm. one week apart. Um, and then another week after the last email, then there's a notification. So it's not quite as basic as they send the email and then you set the notification. That's the order that it is in the automation, but um, you can set time delays. So you can say that you want this email to be sent and then you should probably send a follow-up email like three days to a week later mm -hmm. to say, Hey, did you get this information? I hope it's really useful. If not, like if, if you haven't seen it yet, then maybe you can check this out or whatever, whatever, like you, know, whatever you do. But um, yeah. we, we check, we did chat for anyone who wants to learn more about that with the like time delays um we chatted mm -hmm. about that last week so make sure if you haven't listened to it go back into the one last week because we really broke down like the time difference that you should do to make yeah. it so you're not hounding people um yeah so once they go through the email series uh so they go to the first they get sent the first email then you'll put a time delay which is mm -hmm. again it's a basic feature everyone should be able to whichever platform you're using it should have this um 
So they'll just kind of sit there and it, it might say three contacts waiting or something if you've got three people waiting in this week long time delay. And then it, it just knows because it's just magic that, that this one then moves on to the next step in the automation after the time delay has finished for that person and the other person will stay there because their time delay doesn't finish until the next day. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So then they go through each step and they wait and then they go through the next step and then they wait. Although they don't know that they're waiting. Mm. They're just they're magically just magic, waiting. Their know. details are waiting. Yes. Um, and then they get the last email and then you, you don't want to follow up with them straight away after sending the last email. And you also don't want to receive the notification on that day to follow up with them in a week. Because you'll forget. Because, yeah, you'll forget. So you set another time delay and you send yourself the notification when you want to actually do the follow-up. Yes. And this is a really great way of doing things to A, save you time, but B, it also creates a higher chance of having serious leads actually coming through to you. So in each of these welcome emails, you can have it book in to do the initial consult, book in to do the initial consult, book in to do the initial consult. So they can actually book in with you and you don't actually have to call them to set up a time. It just mm. saves you and automates that process a bit more. Um, and then if they don't, then you can That's when, yes. And it just gives them time. You know, like we said before, a lot of people who you're going to be dealing with are busy. There's a reason why they need bookkeepers. Their business has grown to the point that they can't do it themselves. So they'll look at your email and then they'll forget. And then they'll look at your other email and then forget <laughs> and look at your third email and be like, oh yeah, I just have to click this button. And then they'll yeah. look in with you. It gives them yeah. time to just get around to it. Exactly. Just because they haven't done it doesn't mean they don't want to. Yes. Yes. I think this is like Sometimes the main lead away. Yeah, this is like maybe it's on there. Like we all have a to-do list that we haven't got to yet. Maybe it's just on their to-do list that they haven't got to oh, yet. All those famous to-do lists. It, ours are really getting long at Savvy right now. Um, so the next step I want to talk about is, you know, we've been taught the next step basically, guys, is doing your automations, like creating your marketing automations. So we've already chatted about actually creating it and setting up the time delays and everything. Now what I want to talk about is going back to the first step where, you know, you're creating the contact form and creating the landing page. What you need to be able to do now is actually being able to track your leads interactions with you. It's really important to be able to know, are they downloading multiple resources? Are they going in and doing different things on your website? It's really important to know so you can understand their sales process and their sales journey that they're going through with you. Um, it's something that we definitely do with Savvy because what happens is with Savvy is because we have such amazing free rep, like resources and we do this on purpose so you guys can go through and learn as much as you possibly can without ever having to actually pay for anything we can actually see you going through that journey and so i won't call you 
for maybe three months because I can see that you're going from one resource to the next resource to the next resource. And I just want you to be able to do you without interrupting your own journey because you're going through it at obviously your own pace. You can do the same thing with potential clients by linking your CRM to your processes. You can also tell how many opens they've done of your emails, which is also mm -hmm. really important. So how do you go about, Maya, actually doing that and reviewing that? Well, having the information saved, a lot of it is actually done automatically by the software itself. Mm -hmm. So if you click on, so your person had your new lead has filled in the contact form, gone through automation, they've received this email, a week later they received this email. And then by the time you get the notification, three weeks, four weeks later to follow up with them, you go into the CRM, you click on their name and it will bring up their contact profile. Um, and it will show you right there that they have received this email on this day, this email on this day. I assume, like I know HubSpot does, I assume the other ones do as well, uh, say what they clicked on, whether they opened the email or not, mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. So all of that information and the fact that they fill out the form in the first place will all be there, all automatically saved. You just click on their contact name to open it up uh, and then you can see all of the details. Yeah. And it's really important if you are looking at getting a CRM and again, you don't have to use HubSpot because that is a much larger platform and a bit more intense. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people, there are simplified CRMs out there that are much more affordable as well. Um, mm. But when you're looking at them um, and trying to see which one works best for you, these are really important things to look at to see if they can create contact forms and landing pages, if they can be connected with email, like marketing automation um, channels, like again, um, MailChimp or something like that. Um, or if they have their own built in and also to check to make sure that you can actually see the reporting of each contact. That is super important because I know that there are some CRMs who don't offer a lot of tracking with these contacts, but as for a bookkeeper, you do want to know what they're clicking on and what they're actually reviewing because it will help you better understand what they're needing. So mm, what information they're interested in. Yeah. And that's something that we do with the savvy bookkeeper a lot, because anytime I call you, I want to be actually able to give you some value information on the call. So it's really important to be able to know that. And it's the same with you guys. If you guys are calling potential lead, you want to be able to already, I'm going to say the word creep the business online and create to see what they might possibly need because then you can kind of prepare yourself to give that value added information on the phone before they mm. pay for anything. So it's super, super important. Yeah. Um, um, they, some of them will also have a, like a little bit of code that you can add to your website so mm -hmm. that it once the contact is created in 
in your CRM, uh, it will track what pages of your website they click on. Mm, which is super handy. If your mm. CRM has that, I would highly suggest for you to do that because again, it just helps you understand a bit more about what they're needing. Mm. Um, and again, it's something if, if you have someone who manages your website, it's really easy. They'll yeah. be able to do it so quick. Just stick that code in and then it will track it for you. Yeah. And it's especially really good for, I find it's really good for larger base clients um, because let's say you're a bookkeeper and you only deal with really, really large clients. They are the ones that are quite complex and they actually need a lot of services combined into one. So if you can better understand what the contact is actually looking at on your website, you can be able to service them on the phone right away a bit better and know, okay, so this person is looking at, you know, JobKeeper. So how about I give them my free lead magnet that is telling them and educating them about JobKeeper. Why not I just kind of send that to them the next time I chat with them. Again, this is before they're even your clients, but mm -hmm. it helps you understand what they're needing um, to serve, this, serve them better, basically. So um, I just want to do a little bit of a recap because we were chatting a lot about automation today. So basically setting up automations for sales follow-ups are as easy as one, two, three. It's one, you create the landing page or the contact form on the website. Two, you actually create the marketing automation that is then put in with the triggers, put in with everything. You need to do the landing page first so the rest of the waterfall can continue. And then at the final, after everything's been put in place, you then need to actually link everything together, make sure everything, everything should be linked together before that and basically in the first step. But you wanna go through and actually track to see what's happening with this lead. So you actually, it's kind of the same as setting up a social media. You have to set it up, you have to create the content, and then you have to actually look at the analytics. Exact same for follow-ups. You create the contact form, you create the marketing content, and then you track to see how they're going. You um, don't necessarily have to do anything extra to be able to track. Yes. You just look and it see what they have done. Yeah, and it's just, it really helps um, in next episode, we are going to be actually going through and chatting a bit more about some tips that I have to actually help you win the deals that you have. So, um, you know, just some tips I've learned over the years of actually winning the deals. But basically this process, if you have a really refined and streamlined process for this, you are going to be able to track things so much better and have a higher percentage of deal closure with qualified really good leads once this is done. So I kind of want to do a bit of a thing um, for anyone who wants to chat a bit more about um, lead magnets, setting up automations, anything like that, please feel free to email me at angie at the we are in the midst of trying to figure out some resources we can create for you guys for actually doing like workflow templates to show you exactly what we've been talking about today 
actually going through and creating that workflow of how to do the first follow-up, how to do, you know, different kinds of follow-ups. Um, Maya's already kind of created, is it two you've done? Yes. Yeah, it's two. She, we haven't actually launched it yet. Um, <laughs> so don't go and looking in the shop to find it. Um, we're in the midst of doing it to help you guys learn the process a bit more because it's really easy to miss one of those waterfall steps so if you do have questions and you are in the process of setting things up like this please feel free to let me know what you're in the midst of doing and we can kind of create that content for you for the shop or we can have you have a chat with maya um, just to make sure because this is a really tricky thing that i think a lot of people not everyone has your mind where you can automatically see the different steps. Mm -hmm. um, I know with me, I know that, that there are steps, but sometimes I just kind of get excited and go, this is what I want to do. And then I get excited about creating the content and like the end result. And then you kind of go, whoa, stop. I need to do this. Is it actually going to work? Yes. And how is it going to work? So let us know what you're working on and we can see if we can create just a template for you for it or if it's going to be a bit more intense we can have you work with maya on creating it um just because it is something a bit more complex than just like writing an email um but um we'd love to be able to help and create more resources for you to be able to do it and um yeah just make sure that you can continually create those follow-up systems to make sure you're supporting your clients. Awesome. Do you have any other words of wisdom for automations? Stay safe, stay sane and stay savvy. <laughs> Love it guys. Have a great rest of your day and we will chat to you next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other savvy bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.